Thank you for checking out Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I am your host, Mark, and we welcome Greg Franco and Jay Naimi of Man's Body to the podcast. This is the band name that really did me in while I was researching for the show, but that's kind of what the guys wanted. When Greg and Jay met over a podcast, by the way, there was an instant connection. They immediately decided to start a band, but the band is comprised of three members, and they didn't all meet until the day they went into the studio to record their first EP. And while the band started off as a side project, it quickly became Greg and Jay's main band. So follow them at Man's Body Chicago on Facebook and Instagram. Pick up the latest album, A Set of Steak Knives, on Bandcamp. Follow us at Performance ANX on social media. Check out performanceanx.threadless.com for merch and ko-fi.com slash performanceanxiety to treat us to coffee. Rate and review and check out the other great shows on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Now check out Man's Body on Performance Anxiety. Okay. But I'll start. Uh, this is Jay Namey from the band Man's Body. Uh, phoning in from Chicago and Los Angeles. Um, we have a new record out called uh, Set of Steak Knives. Uh, check it out if you can. We're on Bandcamp. And uh, yeah, you're listening to the uh, Performance Anxiety Podcast. Now, this is Greg from Man's Body. And you're listening to the Performance Anxiety Podcast. And I'm in Los Angeles. Jay and I have started a band uh, called Man's Body. And we have an album called A Set of Steak Knives. And we have a new vinyl release coming out. And uh, we're excited to be here. Hey! <laughs> Shut him up! Recording now! This is literally the first time I've ever had to yell at anybody to get the dog to shut up during a podcast. So history's being made. I know how it is. Give him some food. Oh, he's already too fat. <laughs> Man, ridiculous. All right, so let's jump right on into this, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I've been listening to the album, and I'm really enjoying it. It's really cool, and I've got a bunch of questions for you guys. Right on. So the first thing I want to do is find out how you guys got into music in the first place. Like, Was it something that was big in your family? Were you listening to a lot of music, or were you the, the outcast that wanted to play music and nobody else did or Jay, why don't we start with, with you? Yeah. Um, my mom had a lot of, a lot of LPs laying around. She had good taste in music. So, um, when I was about eight or nine, I discovered the Beatles and, um, that was kind of the beginning. I'd say the beginning of the road, the Beatles blew my little mind open. The long and winding road. Yeah. All that good stuff, you know, the white album and uh revolver and um yeah so it kind of planted a seed i didn't start playing an instrument until i was 14 when i started playing guitar uh and then i took up drums in college oh, but okay. uh uh yeah i i'm a i'm primarily a guitar player i guess but i i'm a guitar player who plays drums hey that that works man that's good <laughs> We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. 
Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Try doing that in person. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to Performance Anxiety listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash performanceanxiety. That's betterhelp.com slash performanceanxiety. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, Greg, what about you? How did you get into it and what drew you in? My folks were into music too. No, no, nobody played any instruments. Um, uh, I played accordion when I was a kid and I, I don't know, I did really well at it. And then I won some kind of prize and then I just quit right after. Cause I thought since I, I won, why continue? You've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> you hear me there? You're back. Okay, because I'm getting phone calls from Spam Risk right now. Like, oh. I got four phone calls right now. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I don't know how to block that. Uh, I got into the orchestra when I was a kid. They, they put me on French horn. I, you know, I just, I was in the marching band in high school. Um, I kind of quit mu that kind of music and started playing in bands. I started my own band when I was like, my brother and I started a band. We were like, 15 16 and we went from the bedroom to the clubs and we were like playing cool cool shows and i was going to ucla at the time and i had a band called blasphemous yellow it was like in the mid 80s scene with bands like Minutemen and all that stuff so we were like wow happening in that scene in the 80s and then in the 90s i had a band and you know continued to work and play music and then I had a band called ferdinand for 10 years and then i started a band called rough church and Fluids, drop your pants join a I met up around what 2015, something like that. And, um, oh, okay. 
that was through our friend Andy Crichton. And so it just became like a thing where Jay and I realized on some level that we both had this similar path in life. And so when we met, it was just like, let's start a band, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, awesome. So I always play guitar and sang. And this band, I just sing, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't have to bring guitar to the to the gig. And Man's Body has put out, what do we put out now? An EP and two records. So, But I've put out tons of records on my other bands as well. And, and I guess I kind of got a, addicted to it, but probably around 1983 when I f- first started. Wow. Playing oh, bands. Awesome. Yeah. Jay, how old were you when you started gigging? When I started gigging, I think I was about 15. Wow. Um, so like a year after you started. Yeah, like a year after I started. Wow. And uh, my first club show was, I think I was 16. I played in a, a bar in Detroit. Oh my gosh. My parents actually let me take the car and drive to Detroit from <laughs> Chicago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would never let my kids do that. <laughs> I know. they. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, different. It was a different time, man. Oh my <laughs> gosh. How did you guys actually meet up and... I know, Greg, you were just talking about that a little bit, but what was going on? I mean, was, and was the, the chemistry just immediate? It sounds like it was just immediate. It was. I had been booking a club called Tex. It's a French restaurant for uh, a number of years. And, and Jay had brought, his, well, Andy Crichton had brought a, his band in to play, which was Jay was playing drums. Okay. And uh, the other guy was from Australia. You could tell that story, Jay, and how we met. Yeah, so I was in this other band uh, called Ashtray Boy, and um, that's an interesting name. At, yeah, they, we've been around. The band's been around for quite a long time. We started in '92. One of our claims to fame is that Liz Fair was kind of in an in early incarnation of the band. Oh, wow. She sang on our first album. Nice. But, uh, so, so we played in L.A. in uh, 2014, I think. Yeah. And uh, that's when I, that's when we met Greg. That's when I met Greg. And uh, We actually went to a podcast, didn't we, Jay? Yeah, we met over a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. What podcast? Do you guys remember? We're- Rebecca Balin's podcast. I don't know what her it was a friend of ours, and she invited um, those guys down to do the podcast. And I, I knew her, so I just kind of decided to go along. And because I was good friends with Andy already, and at the podcast, I just started talking to Jay, and he's like, "Oh, I'm from Chicago," and blah blah blah. So we immediately, <laughs> I think we just immediately sort of decided to do something together. So. Yeah. That is, oh man, that's, I, sometimes it just, just happens like that. It's awesome. I love hearing stories like that when the connection is just immediate and undeniable. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was. The band has quite an interesting name. And yeah. it really didn't do me any favors trying to research you guys. <laughs> because every time was- I tried to do to, to research, the shit that I came up with, holy God, dude, your EP... Oh my gosh! What? Well, I've 
man's body found is not a Google search you want to make. <laughs> it's yeah. There's some rough stuff that comes up, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was the pun. That was the the pun on that. You know, the the found EP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where the band name came from. Is man's body found? You know, that you always. That's the way you always hear a, a newspaper headline starting out. But uh, but we kind of we kind of got into it, into the semiotics of it more, you know, we started thinking about it and it, it's, you can, you can take it in a number of different ways. Like we sort of think of it as like, like man, as in like mankind, like man, like our body, like human bodies. Right. But you know, it's, it's also the, the name has become kind of a Rorschach test. I've said this before where people bring their own kind of personal psychology to it. And you know, I'm on an airplane and there's an old lady and she's like, what's your band called? And I'm like, man's body. And they, you know, I get to look like I just made some rude utterance or something. <laughs> um, so we get, we get that, you know, I don't know, people think it's gross or that it's homoerotic or something, but right. um, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's a great name. It's a, it's a thought provoking name. It is. It's the, it, the challenge is the challenge is to, have a band name that people remember and yeah, that's for sure that's that's important and i like yeah. like you said the the that you bring your own you, you bring your own baggage into that name to be honest with you because when i first right. when i first heard it the first thing I, I listened to a lot of podcasts in addition to making one and a lot of true crime because i got a lot of stuff I, I got a lot of time on my hands during the day at work so mm. those tend to be longer podcasts. So I listen to a lot of those. So the first thing that comes into my mind is some crime scene in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. so that's my Rorschach right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. So was the band always intended to be a re uh, like a recording band or was it initially as a side project from your other bands? It started out as a side project for my band, Rough Church. I had, I had hired Jay to uh, play drums for me for a 50th birthday show in Chicago that he booked. And so he played drums for rough church, which I still have going, but man's body is now the priority band. Oh, okay. But at that time, my priority band was rough church. And, uh, after that went really well, we decided that we should do something else together. And so we started man's body and we booked, uh, Steve Albini's place called electrical audio. Yes. And our friend Manny brought us over there and uh, from LA. And so Jay played drums and we got a Marco to play uh, bass on it. And so we put, we immediately did in one day, right, Jay, we just yeah. recorded an EP in one day. Wow. And so that was the first, the first EP is called found. And it was just made in one day at studio B and electrical audio. Oh and uh, Greg, gosh. Greg and Marco had never met before that day. Really? So you guys went, so it started as a two as a two piece or were you guys a three piece you just hadn't all met each other yet yeah three piece but we hadn't met each other yet <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i mean it was kind of like you know here we are we're in chicago let's have a blast let's have some fun and see where it goes and you know if it didn't go it didn't go and if it was something that we didn't want to put out we probably would not have put it out Okay. But we really had chemistry with Marco. I mean, you and uh, Marco worked together, right, Jay? We used to, yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
And you guys are all in different parts of the country, right? Uh, Marco is here too. Okay. Greg, yeah, Greg lives in LA and we live in Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay. So this whole pandemic thing with everybody isolating really hasn't affected you guys. I mean, that's nothing new for you. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, kind of, because I have a kind of a, some folks that I can also write with here and then Jay and I write together. And so we kind of have a bit of a collective going. So there's behind the scenes people that play on the records too, you know, but the face Mm -hmm. of it is the two of us. So what is the writing process like for you guys? Is there, is it collaborative between the two of you? Is Marco, um, is he contributing as well? It's mainly me and Greg and it varies, you know, some, some songs, one of us completely writes uh, other songs. We, we kind of go, one person writes the music, other person writes the lyrics, Uh, other songs we collaborate on both. Uh, So we're kind of finding our, we're still finding our groove right now because we, it's kind of all over the place really. Okay. A variety of approaches. That's fair. So there's, you guys have recorded and released your second full length, a set of steak knives. Right. To go along yeah. with man's body, that is, that is right. quite an interesting title. <laughs> so, Thanks. Where did that come from? That's um, that's me. Um, <laughs> Jay, Jay and I both agreed on it really quickly, though. Um, there's a, a play by David Mamet called um, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Have you heard of this movie? Oh yeah. And there's a scene in it where Alec Baldwin is standing there, berating these guys, and you know they don't deserve the new leads and they're, they, they ain't shit and all this stuff. And he goes, well, there's going to be some new leads and whoever the first person to, to do, do the best is gets a Cadillac Eldorado. The second prize is a set of steak knives. <laughs> and it just has like this really interesting, like almost like, you know, working class ethic, like set of steak knives. And the last prize is there's no last prize. You're fired. Right. So you either have to do really well and win or you get a set of steak knives. And we thought that was, I don't, for me, I thought that was just really funny. And um, it kind of says a lot about humanity to me in a way. And about, I've done that kind of boiler room type work before I've done that kind of high, high sales kind of work. Me too. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is essential watching for anybody who's been in sales. If you, <laughs> and, and, and I think that we're in sales too, you know, I mean, the bands are in sales. I mean, we're trying to sell our record, you know? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So you guys going to follow this up with like a live album called coffees for closers. <laughs> Ooh, maybe now that's a good idea. <laughs> and cover can be, yeah. Cover can be a picture of Alec Baldwin. I mean, He's a little busy right now, so I don't think he'd mind. A little busy. (laughs) Well, I really like the album. I was listening to the album a lot over the past couple of days, and it's really fun. I'll tell you that my favorite track, I started off the trilogy of Bed of Nails, Last Day on Earth, and Blue Ruin. Those three back to back, and I love that. Those, Those are my favorite songs on the album. Oh, right on. Bed of Nails. Which one's the Bed of Nails. Bed of Nails. Yeah. Last Day on Earth yeah. and Blue Ruin. Wow. So, oh, Jay, that's two out of three for you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bed of Nails is great. Last Day on Earth is so cool because it's, it's got this, 
it's got this, this dinosaur junior heft to it so that's one that just goes on repeat for me so oh nice Absolutely love that. And then uh, Blue Ruin. That that spoken word is just so wild. The, you know, the repetition of some of the parts, the story that's going on there. What what is going on there? It sounds maybe autobiographical. Is is there any is there any did that come from any experiences that you guys have had or I guess just me. Toasting and roasting to our ex-happiness Barkeep shakes her head Oh, you're blowing off steam Hey, cheers to me I get that warm feeling for myself What's brewing? I guess it's just me tonight Alone in the blue room I can't deal with the past. Greg? Um, I wrote that. Um, we did. I didn't know what to do with that song because I was going to try to sing something over. Jay wrote the whole song, and I, I didn't couldn't think of anything. And I just started riffing right on the mic. I just made it up like right on up on the spot, right? Oh wow! I think you had you had some lyrics, and I was like, let's let's have this be sort of like a like Marky Smith spoken word kind of thing, you know, sport speak singing, that and then they just kind of clicked. What do you like about it, Jay? Um, I love the multiple vocals. Like we did, we did like several different takes, you know, the vocal track. And then somebody, our uh, bass player was like, uh, Hey, what, what if it's, what, what would it sound like if we played all the tracks at the same time? Oh yeah. And at, that's first, right. and at first I was like, that is like the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and then we did it and I was like, Holy shit, we have to keep it. That's awesome. You know, Man. so it was a mistake happy mistake those are the best yeah, Makes yeah the most that, interesting that, stuff that was uh me riffing as if i hadn't uh you know i've been married for forever and you know if i were still the single guy at the age that i'm at kind of thing and if i were that guy you know kind of thing sitting at the bar and you know alone um we used to hang out at this place in new york called the blue ruin and so i used that as the spot you know, where it was set, ah. but it was supposed to be like a California thing too. Cause I mentioned Santa Barbara and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but the actually there is an actual bar in New York that we were hanging out at. Right. Jay, what, where, where was that again? In the, um, yeah, it was like hell's kitchen. Ah, so, so it was kind of like throwing out, um, ideas and those guys just, just liked what I was doing. But I like spoken word a lot. I'm, I'm originally, you know, even before singing in bands, I was a poetry guy. Oh, really? So, that, yeah, and I used to do stand-up poetry and stuff like that, too, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, I love it. And I love the, the humor in it. Like, you know, the uh, Red Lobster Meals reference. That's just, <laughs> I love Yeah. It. I love, <laughs> I love a good story that makes me laugh in, in the middle of a song. That gets me right in the heart. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a tragic comic story. Yeah, yeah, and but those aren't even the singles. So contact yeah. sigh was is the was is that the first single that came out? That's one of them. Okay. sounds like and and correct me if i'm wrong but that sounds like something that was maybe uh influenced by the past couple of years the whole pandemic nonsense that we've been going through the the heft of it and everybody just being tired of it and it kind of sounds like something that i guess like i i guess i already said it sounds like it was influenced by uh, everybody being separated from by the pandemic it was written before the pandemic wow and it was just written mostly about relationships trying to connect with people and it it took on its own meaning and it's it's kind of part of that now i think more than than it was intended um but it was we finished this record and mastered it right jay right before the pandemic we just right but we didn't put it out you know until a year later because of all the stuff going on oh wow but that song had nothing to do with the pandemic and now that it is there and it's attached to that time, it's fine that it's like that. Hey, yeah, I mean, it fits. It, it does, even though it was written, it does feel like it was it, written before. It feels like it was written about the time. It's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. That kind of happens sometimes in, in writing where you, you, uh, you kind of almost can predict the future or something in writing. You know, you can divine, the, you can divine future events. It's, it's weird. It's, that is it's, weird. it's freaky. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of make sure it's the song. And I do this for all songs. It's not so specific and set in a time or attached to anything. Cause if it's, if it's going to be about the pandemic and then, then it could also be about the war or whatever, as long as it's not too specific, but it's about emotion or about, you know, a feeling it, it works for a lot of different things, you know? Yeah. Sure. And then the other single is 40 Ounce Kid. I like the album top to bottom. 
but that middle chunk is just my favorite. And the end, the last song, I left the set of my own TV show. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that's an interesting idea. I, how did yeah. that, that develop? Uh, it was me again. I, I kept getting these spam emails and it was from Kelly Ripa storms off the set. I don't know if you were getting those emails and I was so sick of them. <laughs> and I don't really know who Kelly Ripa is, but <laughs> then I figured out that she was a TV person or something. Yeah. And then, and then I thought, well, it, why would you storm off the set and make an ass of yourself? Why don't you just leave? You know? And yeah. so that's how the song started. It was like, what if you were the host of a show? And the show was so going not the w direction that you wanted it to go. And I can imagine a band being like that, you know? And so it's like, instead of making a big dramatic scene, what if you just, you know, left everybody cold sitting there, you know? And that was the idea. I so like that I idea. You know. I love the sound. It's just me, you know, I coming up with something that appeals to me and then seeing it through, you know. That sounds like an, I may have to try that when I record one of these podcasts, just end in the middle of it, just like take off my headphones and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that don't the care if they come is, back on or not. Yeah. The thing is that like I was, um, I was getting a little help from the gal that plays with us, Caitlin. And I, we were just like throwing ideas out. It's like, you know, what would really happen? Like, you know, and I just wanted to have a lot of different references to like a TV set and like cameras and headphones and it's, you know, like microphones and whatever, you know what I mean? That was yeah. the idea of like, you know, and then the, the, the big line is that, you know, um, they, they, they want to push me out there and keep me doing this like a circus act but they want to keep reminding me I have a contract, you know? So. I love that line. Yeah. That and the cattle prod. I like that too. The cattle prod. Yeah. That was some awesome imagery. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun one to do. And then <laughs> that baseline did a lot of stuff. That baseline is awesome. I was going yeah. for like a stranglers baseline. I don't know if you're familiar with the band stranglers. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like a disco, like, but I think stranglers are kind of disco in a way they're kind of post-punk and disco. And we're into that shit. We're really into like post-punk and any kind of rhythm or dancing thing, talking heads, things like oh. that. We're into all that stuff. So, oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So are there plans to take this out live? Are you guys playing this live currently? We're playing in Chicago. Yeah, we've got we've got a show in Chicago booked for April, late April. Oh, excellent! Um, really, we had we had a whole year of shows booked around the country, and we had to cancel them because of COVID. Yeah. So, um, well, we're how still are you kind of recuperating? How are you guys doing that? Because there's a lot of extra stuff on this album. There's so it, uh, with the band as a three piece, you've got 
horns, you've got synths, you've got all kinds of stuff going on. Are you having to pare the songs down or are you, you know, pulling a great white, uh, you know, uh, once bitten, twice shy and pull up with two tour buses full of people? <laughs> we, we normally play with, with about five or six people. Okay. So it's, it's not too big, you know, it's, uh, it's not too elaborate. That's enough to cover it. You know, drums, bass, vocals, two guitars, and, and keyboard slash violin. Okay. Do the songs take on a different life when, when you kind of have to pare down the horns and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't think we have any horns on it. It's all synthesizers and stuff, yeah. Okay. Strings. Yeah, the strings yeah. and some, a flugel horn I, heard, I, I read, I believe. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Anything with a flugelhorn, I'm, I'm in. There was a flugelhorn? Classically mine. Oh, oh yeah, we probably won't do that one. Practically, <laughs> mine is 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 not really a song we do too much, do we? Yeah, I don't think we've ever done it live. No. Oh wow. Well, hey, maybe on uh, you know, coffees for closers, that can be one of the uh, the special tracks on it. Sure, that would be cool. We should get Probin. We had this guy who plays with Brian Wilson Band, you know, the Beach Ooh, Boys. And- yeah. And he plays with him, and he's like a multi guy. He can, he can set up a whole. He did all the horns um, for that song. This oh, guy. that's awesome! Well, yeah. guys, I hate to to cut this short because it's yeah. having a blast learning about this. But I am I'm a cheap bastard, so I have free Zoom, so we're on a bit of a time limit. So where can <laughs> where can people find that? I knew the vinyl's coming out. Um, the yeah. album's been released, but the vinyl is on its way. Uh, how can right. people find the album and follow you guys on social media, find out about tour dates and things like that? Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, which is man's body, Chicago, Facebook at facebook.mansbodychicago. Instagram's the same man's body, Chicago. Uh, we have a, we have a band camp website where we have, uh, the album streaming and downloading and you can buy the, the, uh, LPs there starting on the 25th. And, um, Yeah. We'll have them at the at the shows. Oh, cool! We'll have them at the shows too. Oh, that is the awesome. album is called uh, "A Set of Steak Knives," <laughs> as we mentioned before. <laughs> I love that man, and having that Glenn Gary Glenn Ross connection is just uh, makes it even better. Right. Yeah. I love. Well, guys, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you spending time. I'm sorry we got cut a little short, but um, no problem. 